coming to you from the FlexFox Regional Studio in Newmarket. This is The Weekly Show. I am your host, WizKid Jeremiah Johnson, and I have the pleasure of being joined today by the Sultan of Sexy, the smoothest voice you've heard on a podcast ever, Garth Newton. How are you doing? I mean, I'm a little bit better after that introduction. The Sultan of Sexy, Jesus. That's going on a tombstone somewhere. Hopefully not yours anytime soon, but somebody's. 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 People can't see this, but we're looking at each other, and I'm trying not to laugh because Garth makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. So um, I don't know what week it is, Garth. Maybe you do. Uh, we haven't done the weekly show in a while. So. It's true. We uh, we just finished the matchup of the 15th weeks, not including, <laughs> obviously, that uh, that weird bye week. Yeah, the one that league management uses to uh, rig their lineups. <laughs> That's okay, though. I had to get that shot in. You do what All you right, gotta well, do. we haven't done one of these in a while, which is fine. You know, we've replaced Nick with you, which, you know, upgrade, I think he'd agree. So, uh, as he would say, lots of action, let's get into it. Do it up. I do not have a matchup of the week, but I do have a matchup that hurts my feelings, which is my own. Um, so, in week 16... I was facing off against Ben, was super excited, was totally going to take him down, except my team is shit. And Ben beat me 248.1 to 193.6. What's your take on this? Like, is Ben just the best there is in this division now? In the division, I think so. Um, And I I don't think that that's necessarily even a hot take. He's got the scores to prove it. He's got, obviously, the record to prove it. He's got a nice fat first in the evil division of evil it goes a long way. The The truth of the matter is he's probably got a top three pitching staff in the league right now. And as we've seen now for years and years, if you have a pitching staff that is good, you can win any week and you will put up some disgusting numbers as you do it. But it also displays the weakness and the weakness of a pitching first team is you're going to look like God himself when you have a pile of two start pitchers but you look awfully pedestrian when you can only get one starts. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out against, no no offense, but against matchups a little stronger <laughs> than you put up this week. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. What I think is really interesting is, like, Lucas Giolito has basically been replacement level. So if he could get him on track, that's, that's even more of a deep pitching staff mm-hmm. uh, for Ben. Um, you know what? Like, I actually like him as a top three team in the league. I love Paul Goldschmidt this year. MVP candidate Paul Goldschmidt. Like, who sees that coming? You know? I mean, gold glove every year. That makes a lot of sense. But you're right. He ha- he is doing things that nobody thought he would in St. Louis, just like Arenado did before him. Yeah. And, I mean, on the flip side, you look at my team, I mean – a lot of guys are underperforming. Uh, seems to be the theme. My team is in flux. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe I'll rebuild. <laughs> Aren't you already rebuilding? Are we rebuilding the rebuild? Are we going to pull a Chicago Cubs out of nowhere? Is that how this is going to go? I, I don't know. The Chicago Cubs are just trash. So if you're insinuating my team will just be trash, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we could be heading that way. They I, did just pick up Framel Reyes, right? So. They did. Off. Uh, Cleveland's trash heap. I, just put that in perspective, please. Yeah. You, you've got a lot of names on your offense. A lot of names are there. The problem is, is yeah. that you're not getting any other performances that we would typically try to associate with those names. Like a Rosarena has not been a Rosarena this year. Bregman's been okay. Bellinger is not the good Bellinger, although I don't know that we can really expect good Bellinger on average. Baez, I love him. He remains my most favorite player in the entire league. He still cannot hit a baseball that is thrown out of the strike zone despite an incredible number of attempts at it. Olsen's been great. Correa's been good to great. Torres, probably over over overachieving. Um, but your, your pitching? You, yeah, you... You need some help there. Well, I mean, I, I definitely the Cubs because I took Javier Baez off of your scrap heat. Mm, true. So there's that. Um, but Cody he was Bellinger, good with the honestly, Cubs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Cody Bellinger, I think, just does too much drugs, mm. to be honest with you. If you look at his eyes, it's just mm. always high. He so. does have the Tracy McGrady face. It's true. 
<laughs> yeah, although McGrady was better. Great. All right, I'm going to get in trouble for going over time here. So let's go on to your matchup. All which, right. I mean, we're being self-serving here, but you faced off against the Bash Brothers, and, man, you actually lost 221.9 to 205.3. That is shocking. Mm. Shocking. Um, give me a post-mortem here. What, what happened? Post-mortem. Uh, the retrospective, if you will. Uh, what happened was Tristan McKenzie didn't get bodied by the Astros like he was supposed to. If Tristan McKenzie doesn't put up that ridiculous Sunday start, going eight bloody innings against the Astros, are you kidding me? That's some bullshit. I don't care how you look at it. No one is expecting Tristan bloody paper-thin McKenzie to put up that many points against the Astros. You take that out or even give him a negative score, I win. Now, I could have done better this week. I'll always admit that. Um, the truth of the matter is, RKR, has he's had this team for a while. It's a team that can beat anyone on the right week. It was it was my turn. I mean, you were destined to lose as soon as his record was going to go to 6-9. and nine. Like, mm. You might as well just not even bothered. That's fair. Um, you know, what, what I find interesting with your team is like the top three scorers. Like, Muncy's been bad all year, so it's nice to see him kind of kick it. Uh, Tyler Anderson, man, he has been a revelation this year for the Dodgers. Christian Walker, probably underrated, right? Like, not he's not really a name. He's just a guy who performs better than the name. And so. he's having he's having a career year. I I don't think anyone's expecting twenty six home runs out of him before we're out of August, right? Like twenty six feels like it should be a career high for him, and it would be. Um, he's just doing well. I am downright shocked he didn't get moved though i do not know why arizona held on to him i would have swore he could have got them something so interesting like we'll get to this guy's team but like what's worse him or daniel bard uh, <laughs> <laughs> like <sighs> you got you not only did they not trade bard they sign him they're like why not you know let's just keep him on our shit team i mean he's 38 years old what else are you gonna do yeah well you know what? I mean, I'm really excited to see what Andrew Benintendi does. I think he's going to crush it with the Yankees, so I think that was a really good acquisition mm. on your part, and I think that's going to be very good for you. Um, your bats, honestly, I think are underrated. Like, I think there's some upside there. Your pitching, uh, it was really good this week. 131 points, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. But uh, I think on the average, you probably need a little bit more depth going forward. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Richard's got one of those teams where it's like, man, if he jumps up some week, he'll beat you. But half the time he won't. And he's just a middling team, which just sucks for you. But When when you look at his core, though, it's going to be scary for a while. Rutschman, Riley, Guriel Jr., if you like him, but Juan Soto's in there as well. Trent Grisham, who put up just a massive number this week as well. He's got bats. He's got bats that are going to play for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, I gave him Soto, and I regret that every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I just try not to look at his roster, to be honest. I look away, because I'm just like, man, I traded Soto for, like, Posey in hand. So earlier, Brad Hand. Yeah, Brad Hand. <laughs> you know my Fucking opinion Brad on hand. Brad Hand, yes. He was good back then, but anyway. anyway. We should um, move on. Yes, you're right. We should move on. Um, who do you like in this league? Who's your best buddy? My best buddy? I don't know. I yeah. mean, the people I talk to most are probably, shit, probably you, Ryan, mm. Kaminsky, Cam to a lesser extent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck Ryan. We'll okay. go to Kaminsky. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two four. he won his matchup, 214.2. Uh, against Flex, 147.6. And I can't say it's particularly surprising. The thing that might surprise you is that Jesse Winker was the highest scoring person on his team. He's turning around. He he might be fixed. In fact, I think I saw a fantasy article about that today. Is Jesse Winker fixed? I can only assume that he's been spayed. But I don't know. <laughs> Kaminsky's, Kaminsky's team, honestly, I thought he'd go for more of a reload. But he, he decided to go full rebuild. You know, moving Trout and a bunch of others. I don't know that it is all bad. Like, he's found some things that are good. There's, I mean, he's he's a game out of the top spot of my shitty division. So there, there's something to be said about that. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he can put it together for longer. 
Like this team is yeah. dead in the water when Buxton is hurt. Well, okay. The thing to be said is that your division is shit. But I agree. The other thing to be said, I suppose, um, is that Trout trade in our league is like top three worst all time. Right? Like Alec Bohm and Brandon Marsh. He doesn't even own Brandon Marsh anymore. He's back on Aiden's team, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And Alec Bohm, I mean, he might be a 15th keeper for a top 10 player in baseball, and that's being generous. Mm. I mean, although this degenerative back condition, I, I believe he'll still play. Sure. But uh, you're right. The team goes as far as Buxton mm-hmm. as Buxton goes, but it doesn't have to go very far when Flex is just straight terrible. So. Y- yes. Flex is two years away from being two years away. And yeah, I, I don't know. There's a long I, time before a lot of these players become relevant. Well, let's look at Flex's team a little bit so we can mm-hmm. say we talked about him. He doesn't feel left out. I mean, Joe Adele, bust. So probably. far. Yeah. Like, Riley Green's going to be something. I believe that. I believe Abrams will be something. Uh, Michael Harris is probably playing over his head. I think you'd agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bats aren't the bats aren't inspiring. The pitching looks okay. You can anchor a rotation with Webb and Gilbert if that's what you want to do. If if that's what you want um, to do. If that's what you want to do, but there's not much else there. So, like, it's going to be the prospects, right? How the prospects turn out. I mean, he's he has more than zero. There are good prospects in his in his minor leagues, but again, mm-hmm. the problem with a prospect, particularly in our league, is that until they actually start delivering they have zero value, right? Like, should he have called up Dalton Jeffries by now? No. Why why would you, right? But, you know, he's he's got people, but they're not here. And when they're not here, they're not helping. And if they're not helping, the hell good are they? Now, is is that a product of the system that we have, where you don't get enough games for a guy to be, uh, to produce? And you have to let him go, or is it just his guys aren't producing? I mean, many of the best players are still just in the minors for him, right? Like, legitimately. So it doesn't matter what our system is. They're not accumulating MLB stats at all. Well, I mean, okay, so I think prospects are shifting. We'll, we'll move on in a minute, but I think prospects mm. are shifting. We're, we're moving away from the... Ronald Acuna's of the world and the Juan Soto's where they're like just great right off the hop we're seeing now prospects that are really good come up not be great go back down come back up go back down Mm -hmm. they exhaust their eligibility and they came up as like a top 20 prospect but you have no idea what they are Mm -hmm. right like you look at Adley Rushman I mean you're going to keep him because of what he was but he hasn't been great Mm -hmm. I know he's on a flexus team Riley Green I mean, a normal team that wanted to win would not keep Riley Green. They'd have to let him go. And this is exactly so, it. It's you. He's away. He's two years away from being two years away. In two years, all these players that we're talking about will be in their you know second or third year in the big leagues, which is when you can start saying, yes, they've seen the league. They've understood the, the pitching. They're starting to make the adjustments at the plate. Or as the pitchers, they know the batters. They're starting to come up with a game plan. They know what they're good at, et cetera, et cetera. They can shift on the fly. But that takes time, and it takes experience. And the only way you can get that experience is by playing, which is the one thing, ironically, that none of us fantasy managers have any control over, despite what we might tell ourselves. Playing time is king. No arguments here. Um, speaking of someone who has control, as Nick would always segue, mm. in the battle of the uh, of the penises, mm. we have the Mr. Chow, 285.3 of Size Matters, beating Penis, 178.9. It's a great name. Um, I'm not surprised about any of this. Size clearly trumps penises. It's the deciding factor. So, I mean, top scoring team for the week. Uh you know, Lim really had no shot at at all at any point in this. In fact, yeah, if you if you look at it, <laughs> if you look at it, Chow was already up eighty points after two days. Like, yeah. that's a slight exaggeration, but it was it was already over by the time the Tuesday games had finished. 
So, I mean, good job, Chow. You got to beat these guys. You got to win this one. But, yeah, yeah it's I mean, a scary team. I mean, the, let's just talk about the only thing that matters in this matchup, which is Aaron Judge. Um, could he get more than the 61 home runs Roger Maris hit? I'm going to throw the hot take out in that he will not. Okay. He will not. He will stop at 55. Injury? Yeah. Cold streak? What do you think? Injury. Yeah. Injury. He's just such a big boy. Eh? Like, and he's playing an awful lot of outfield. They yeah, are not able yeah, to rest him as much as they have in the past, and I think that is yeah. going to catch up with him. It's a long-ass season. No, I agree. I agree, yeah. Because they can't use him at DH because so many infielders. <laughs> Stanton. Yeah. So that's another big boy. But um, Chow's, Chow's it, team is more than just more than just Aaron Judge. Like when you look no, no, at yeah. his lineup, it is disgusting. Disgusting. I know for a <laughs> fact that Ryan, the Mad King, is most worried about Chow. And he should be. And I, I would be. Yeah. I mean, his pitching is best in the league, in my opinion. Best in the league. Like overall, top to bottom, he's got an amazing pen. So many RPSP guys. Mm hmm. A lot of closers. Hater's the best pitcher, relief pitcher by a mile. Garrett Withlock can give you multiple innings. I mean, might, he might be the best team in the league. I might take him over Ryan in a one-week matchup. I mean, any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Well, not much more to say here. Moving on to Ryan, I suppose. Um, his matchup also went... Nope. No, yeah, he won. Okay, didn't think he, he won. won. He crushed Graham. Yes. So, 263.7 to 170.7. Again, not really much to say here. I mean, we expected him to win, and he did, and Graham's awful. Um, so, what do you take from this? Anything we can draw from this? For most of this year, if you look at it, Ronald Acuna Jr. has not been Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, he's been a lot closer to Bradley Zimmer, which is a real problem when you're trying to use Acuna Jr. to run your team and to be the best in the team. Now... Ryan hasn't cared. The rest of his squad has been more than capable of carrying that load. But Acuna just had a good week. Mm -hmm. If Acuna's coming on, Ryan's already ridiculous team could be even scarier. I tried. I tried to take him down. I pushed him <laughs> to Sunday, yeah. and I just couldn't finish him off. That's on me. Graham never had a shot at doing any of that, so... Yeah, I mean, the thing with Ryan's team that's also really interesting, so Acuna, I mean, he's not quite Bradley Zimmer. 2.1 points <laughs> per game is probably more like uh, Cedric Mullins or like, I don't know, uh, Brian Reynolds maybe. But like, the thing that I like find really interesting is Shane McClanahan has come back down to earth a little bit here, mm -hmm. last little bit. And, and I did trade him, so I'm biased. But, you know, we're talking five points out of two starts. Maybe he's hitting a bit of a wall in terms of his innings. I know he's not hes not on a huge inning limit right now, 128 innings. But, hey, you know, if he hasn't thrown that much in the past, it could be a problem. Um, Ryan's prospects haven't uh, hit the upper levels the way he would have liked, right? I know he wanted to call up uh, Tristan Cassis, yes. for example. Hasn't been able to do that. Uh, Clark Schmidt isn't starting for the Yankees, so he's not as valuable to add. So what you see here is what Ryan's going to have to roll with. And uh, I, I think it's enough to get deep into the playoffs, but is it enough to beat Chow? I don't know. He has the pieces that can do it, in the same way that Chow has the pieces that can do it. Yeah. It, it's, it could literally just come down to who has the two-start week, you know, that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, are we just destined for a Ryan-Chow final? It feels that way. I, I'm not sure how the brackets... Match up. I'm not a bracketologist in that sense. I'm I'm sure Cam will just blow us away in the comments, telling us, "Oh well, blah blah blah," and you know, all of yeah. the weird ass things that have to. Somebody will shift the divisions because this is like you know Canadian football or some shit. But it could be. It should be. They are the two top teams, um, both by record and I'd say by by, quite frankly, the 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 players they're throwing out there every week. So. If we're lucky, we might see the top seed against the number two seed in the finals. And I mean, isn't that what we always want to see? Yeah. I mean, Ian versus Mike wasn't exactly thrilling. It's true. So, 
Yeah, I'd be up for it. I mean, yeah, that's what I'd want. That, yeah. but, but there is one team. If there is one team that has something to say about it, it's these guys, the Squirtle Squad, mm. twelve and three. They won their matchup over Ian, two sixty point four to one eighty three point eight. And as I just said, if someone's gonna have a say in that, it might be these guys. Um, Will Smith just killing it. They got Robbie Ray for cents on the dollar. And Lance Lynn, of all people, had a good week. So you'd know all about Lance Lynn, wouldn't you? It's true. It's true. And I don't actually regret moving Lance Lynn, just so we're all on the same page here. Um, Squirtle Squad is, at this point, though, all pitching. It is nothing more than pitching. Will Smith is the only bat that I'm in at all worried about if I'm facing them on any given week. Corey Seager, okay. But am I supposed to, like, shake in my boots as... Rymel Tapia trots out <laughs> as Luis Gonzalez runs out as Joey Votto drops his cane off just outside of the batter's box before he steps in. Like it's not a, it's not a terrifying yeah. batting lineup yeah. as they've had in the past. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, Brandon Nimmo is pretty, I mean, a lot of their guys are like hovering around that two point per game mark, but in the new environment, I feel like that's, the norm right like mm -hmm. Brandon Lau could be better than that um, I think Corey Seager is obviously better than that um, surprised that they didn't add some bats at the deadline like you just said mm -hmm. but maybe you maybe they realize we don't need to right like maybe the, the inefficiency here because they're always exploiting inefficiencies these guys is pitching right could be um, could the be the thing that I I find interesting is that they're not even the best at it no I would take Ryan Anschaus pitching over these guys pitching. Sure. And their bats are significantly worse, as you mentioned, than those two. So Ben's pitching they're as well. They're going to have to go through one of them. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to go through one of them, right? Yeah. At least one of Ryan or Chow to get to the final. So I don't see how that happens. But that's me. Who yeah. Who I? Probably <laughs> not even a playoff team. So who knows? But, but, <laughs> but, you know. You, you gotta hope. You want to speak of Canes? You better hope fucking Lance Lynn and Carlos Carrasco's Canes are still good by the time they're in the postseason. I mean, there's there's something to be said about having an old pitching staff, particularly this year, because these are the guys that are never going to see an innings cap. True. Their teams True. are still going to trot them out late into September without any care in the world. Oh, you've already thrown 225 innings. Go get us five more, kid. Slap on the ass and away they go. Right? Like, <laughs> McClanahan's yeah. not seeing 200 innings this year. It does not matter how well he pitches down the stretch. There is no shot that he sees 200 innings. But yeah. Lance Lynn, if he wasn't hurt, 200 innings, easy. Right? Like, are they going to yeah. – is Atlanta going to say, oh, Jake Odorizzi, he's our, he's our trade deadline beauty. We, we finally shored up this pitching staff, but we should be careful with him. No, not at all. They're going to throw him out there until his arm falls off. Look what they yeah. did with Charlie Morton last year. He broke his bloody leg, and they still threw him out for another inning. Atlanta doesn't care about old pitchers, which is a value. That's where your inefficiency is. And, I mean, they got rid of a young pitcher, Ian Anderson, to make room for Jake Odorizzi in the rotation. That's how much they want to use his arms. So. It's true. It's true. There you go. And I, I agree with you. Carlos Carrasco's not on an innings limit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ian, Ian Kennedy might just be shit, but that's a whole other story. Indeed. So, I as, agree with you. I think I think they're good. As far as Stads is concerned, I mean, he, he showed up in this. He he was sort of in it, but, but tailed off. But mm. Stads goes as Otani goes at this point. We can't even say that it's as Otani and Vlad go anymore. It's just Otani. And Otani had a bad week. If Otani has a bad week... Stads lose. It's a one to one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Vlad is, he's still good. 2.4 points per game is still good. It's not otherworldly like he was last year, but it's still good. I mean, 4.9 points per game for Otani. Sure. That's ridi ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, just a comparison, just for anybody who cares. Vlad, 507 points last year, 3.2 points per game. It's a good year. On pace for 60% of that. 253 yep. points right now, 2.4. So 65% eh, of the production, roughly. I mean, that, 
He's also he also didn't get to play in Buffalo or Dunedin. That's true. Very hitter friendly parks. That's true. But Rogers Center's a hitter friendly park. It's not that hitter friendly. <laughs> go no, go no, go look it up. If you look at what Vlad was doing, particularly in those two parks versus Rogers Center, mm-hmm. he is repeating what he did in Rogers Center this year, which is at a sub MVP pace. Yeah, two out of three seasons, I guess, with sub MVP production. So, uh, yeah, put him on the block. Lots of people will be interested. That's a lesson here. Garth's uh, helping me lobby for fun trades. And <laughs> Otani, man, if he gets out of LA in like a year, watch out. Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't even know how to read that. Like, would yeah. would the Astros let him pitch every five days or every six days? Would they DH yeah. him in between? I don't know, right? Like, because the good teams, they're going to protect the good players. We we already know where he's going, dude. He's going to the Rockies. Just stop. Oh, he's fuck. going to the Rockies. He's going to like pitch, close, and fucking outfield because they don't want to pay anybody. If Otani goes to the Rockies, he needs to fire his translator because clearly his translator misread Rockies as Yankees when he was talking to him out loud. That is obviously what would have happened. Or he was on the Rockies, maybe. (laughs) When when he signed the contract, I don't know. A little bit. All right. Uh, Upset of the week, in my opinion, if we're not going to count your matchup, which, you know, no disrespect, but... but, uh, Mr. Non-existent himself, uh, how do you say this? Amarath Sub? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Beat Jamil, somebody we actually care about on the show. Friend mm. of the show, as Friend of the show. says. Two, yeah. 245.2 to 229.5. Um, this sucks for Jamil, obviously, for a lot of reasons. He mm. is trying to keep pace in that wild card division race as well. And you got to beat teams like this. Like, come on, man. It's got to happen. On the... 7th of August, which, if my math is correct, was this past Sunday, uh, Corey Abbott pitched 3.2 innings of seven hit, seven earned runs, five (laughs) walks, four home runs, put up negative 11.3 in a spot start on a Sunday. Now, 11 points does not win him this matchup. But it puts him within five, which means other small changes may have just made it over the limit. The moral of the story is not every Sunday spot start is worth an ad. Because Judas Priest, he got beat up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, and two of his relievers had negative points as well, Dominic mm-hmm. Leone and John Schreiber. So that's basically the matchup if you add them all together. We're getting close to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why in God's name you start Corey Abbott. He plays for the Nationals. Like, they're just awful as is. Um, and I'm pretty sure Corey Abbott's been around a while. Like, he is old-ish. Oh, he's 26. But he's been up and down and shit every time. Yeah. Uh, he has a 5 ERA. Like, I just don't know. Well, he has a 5 ERA now. It turns out if you give up 7 <laughs> in 3 yeah. innings, the ERA jumps up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, but if you look at his starts, I guess, I guess he was hoping to get five or six points out of it because he he did have, you know, three starts in a row of about four points. So I guess he was trying to get some points there, you know. But just don't. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not all gems in the rough. It's true. It, like our league is very unique because it's so deep, and pitching has that glitch where you can stack starts for extra starts. So everybody's streaming all the time if you're mm-hmm. serious, which makes the picking's even more slim than it otherwise would be. And when you're in a league this deep, man, like, sometimes less is more. <laughs> sometimes you just don't go grab that start. And half the time there isn't even a start to grab anymore. So I'm, yeah. you know... Now, like, it never used to be this way, but it is now. So... Comes the breaks, I guess. Chris, on the other hand, putting up points that I didn't even think he was capable of putting up. Um... I mean, who does he have on his team? Nobody good. <laughs> two two, th- two things happened this week that I think I think is worth pointing out is that both owners were actually active throughout the week, right? Jamil got nine games start or nine yeah. starts. Chris got ten. You know, between them they added eleven players. They were I I dare say Chris might have tried this week. I, th- the better question is, 
what made him try? That I don't have an answer to. Yeah. Maybe he just hates Jamil. Ooh. Could be that. I mean, we could have a beef here, but, like, Chris also is rostering, like, half of the San Francisco Giants lineup. And Freddie Freeman. So, I guess. <laughs> and Freddie Freeman, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, I mean, yeah. Yastrzemski is, like, weirdly good after a shitty season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar's coming around, so that's, that's nice. His pitching's horrible. Like, other than Kyle Wright, I wouldn't want anyone on this roster at all. I, I'm okay with Paul Seawald. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bryce Wilson should be good. He just needs, I think, a little more time. Obviously, Kyle Wright. And Spencer Howard is the perfect example of a post-type sleeper. So, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This This team is like... It's not even two years away from being two years away. It's just, this is bad. Like, ugh. I, I don't even know how you fix this team because he has no prospects either. So, so the real question I, is, I don't know, does does this win put Chris into the Europa run? Is he making a run for that top overall pick in this offseason? I mean, if he wins it, he's going to, like, auto-draft, so I wouldn't really worry about it. Like... <laughs> The most anticlimactic fucking first pick ever. So let's not let's not concern ourselves with such things, Garth. Let's All right. not worry about it. Alright. Let's let's get going here. We got Aiden, who is sometimes around to criticize league management, but mm-hmm. was definitely around for this matchup because he won two seventy six point six to two oh one point six for Ash. The polar bear just crushing it. Nolan Arenado also putting up uh, expected points totals. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden, eight and seven. He's hanging around. He's in the playoff picture. I don't really know what to make of his team because he's got some elite, elite players and then some injuries and some garbage. So I don't know what to make of that. Ash, we know is out of it, right? Ash is Europa time. Probably losing in the first round. Ash. Maybe in the vase, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the vase would be. That'd be fun. It could be in, uh, if if he's in the vase, he wins the vase. He has more than enough talent, just on the offense alone, to win yeah. the vase. He could make an upset or two in the Europa if he if he scratches that out. Um, but this was a statement by Aiden. Like th- this is a statement kind of victory. He's he's in it to win it. He has a team that can put up the numbers. Now, will Nestor Cortez pitch all season? No, I do not believe he will. Um, and I think that's been driving a lot of this um, over the over the eight wins that he's got. But, I mean, he's, he's another one of those teams that has... He has young players that can deliver, and they're just at that tipping point, right? This is where Flex needs to get to, as an example, right? Is where we're seeing okay, these are the guys that were supposed to be good when they were young, and now they're starting to be good while they're still young. Like, Dalton Varsho is a perfect example of this. This is a kid who balks against every single critic that says, oh, if you want a kid to play well, you got to stick him at one position. He was a catcher. No, no, no. I mean, he's an outfielder. No, wait, that's not right. He's a center field. No, no, no. He's the DH. He has played literally everywhere for a bad team and he is mashing it's very sick, impressive yeah, he is sick no he is he is uh pitching side i mean zach Allen, nestor cortez breakouts obviously that people may or may not have seen coming musgrove taking another big step forward into like arguably top 10 pitcher status will help as well eovaldi um, eovaldi has been yeah. a difference maker this year yeah, I mean, in points, he, he's good because he gets volume, right? Like, yep. he's getting crushed with hard contact and home runs, but he's going six, so, yeah, you know, as long as he's not getting crushed too bad. And Aiden's always had closers, right? Liam Hendricks, yeah. uh, always been there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else he has now. Like, he has Gregory Soto. Yeah, Josh Stallman. Yeah, Kyle Finnegan's closing now for the Nationals. Liam Hendricks. Yeah, he's got a good bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. No, he's good. So, I mean, that Jeremy Pena has been serviceable when I thought he'd just be, like, waiver fodder for sure. Um, not quite sure why he rosters, like, A.J. Pollock and, and Adam Frazier, but those are things that could be fixed in 
the offseason. Um, but, like, when you look at names, though, like in this matchup, you look at names, you think, man, Ash has got the better high-end names, but not the Dev. Yeah. And maybe that's what separates them, right? Like, I'd rather Devers over anybody on Eden's team, potentially. Um, you know, but... Well, yeah, and then when you when you also consider that Ash is, is tossing out Dylan Cease and Freddie Peralta and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the Jays are still making the mistake with Kikuchi, so why can't he? Um, but, and, and John Gray, John Gray has been, I mean, this week aside, John Gray has been a much better pitcher than we would expect him to be. So it's meaningful. It's a ginger beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a ginger beard, man. You can't fuck with that. All right, then. Yeah. Today I learned. You're today years old when you learned you couldn't fuck with ginger beards. Um, but speaking of someone you can't fuck with, we are almost done here. I mean, Garth McInnes, you definitely can't fuck with him. Um, and his matchup is proof of that. I mean, you're a Garth, he's a Garth. You don't fuck with Garths. Two fifty to one forty-eight point six against the Raccoons. God, I love Spencer Strider. I think he's so great. I love the quads. That guy's got massive quads. Garth McInnes' pitching man is actually, like, criminally underrated. I don't know about criminally. I mean, it's... Outside of, what, Strider, who are you you hot and bothered about? Is it Sean Mania? Is that what's doing it for you? Is it the... I mean... Jordan Montgomery, who's not even good enough to be a fifth starter for the Yankees? That's why they had to... They're stupid. They had to punt him for Harrison Bader? Right? Oh my god, what the fuck? A fourth outfielder? They're like, yes. That's what we want. <laughs> we want someone to give Aaron Judge a break. Mm. We'll just get this fourth outfielder who can run kind of in the postseason. We got a Terran score level outfielder here, boys. That'll do it. That's fine. I mean, lots of his guys though I like. Like I like Kopech. I like sure. Scooble. I sure. I like Snell. I think those guys are like next year you're looking at dudes who are probably top twenty five pitchers. They just need that little bit of an extra step, a little bit more innings under their belt. Uh, Scooble especially, man. Like, I love him. I think he's great. And Strider, I mean, you combine those guys, he's got five or six deep of guys that could be, like, top 20 pitchers in the league. Snell's figuring it out somehow to a degree. I mean, that's awesome. But you know, it's still Daddy Garth. And yeah. the old man is... He is hamstringing himself every single season. Jeremiah, can you for one year make zero trades and make your team better? Probably not. I could definitely not make <laughs> trades. Actually, you know what? I could, yeah. I could definitely not. By, by not doing any trades, I'd probably make my team better because I make a lot of stupid trades. But the average person, no. It's It's just... It's it's really weird. It's like going into a it's going into a sprint and deciding to wear a you know a potato sack. Yeah, I'm busy. It's like you can do this, but ultimately at the end no. of the day, this is not the best way to make things happen. It turns out trading is necessary in this league because of our depth, because of the minor league drafts that we have, because of twenty managers who, at the very least, fifteen of them are well above average. Uh, in in you know activity levels right they are involved they're engaged you don't get to just have stuff fall into your lap anymore and if you're not trading you are asking to be at a penalty yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean the other thing too is like you know he just loves his blue jays right because he rosters like Chapman and stuff when he wasn't good. He sat him a while, I get that. And Bichette. I I don't know. He owns David Phelps for God's sake, which like you know, I don't think I don't think I'd want to own David Phelps if you paid me to own David Phelps. <laughs> but I agree with you. Like I just that would I think he's obviously he's old, but the, like he's Cam's relative, all bad things. But like he's never gonna trade. He never has, he never will. And you know, as long as he's in this league, he's just going to be a black hole for where guys go, and you'll never see him again. So. Could be. But so. with this win, I think he's now firmly in Europa. Uh, so yeah. you let me know if you can beat him that week uh, when you face him inevitably. I don't think I can beat a cardboard box. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me, man. Ask someone else. 
Um, okay, just making sure we've covered our bases here. Haven't missed any matchups, which is totally possible if we did. Oh, we missed one. And he's, you know what? It's Nyx. He, yeah. He'll be so mad. But uh, We're saving the best for last, Jeremiah. Yeah. No, we're not. The <laughs> fourth quarter Jimmy Butler, 215.7. It's like one-legged Jimmy Butler. Beats Nick, 215.7 to 176.6. Kevin Gossman is one quarter of Nick's points. <laughs> Gossman had a huge week. There's no two ways about it. More importantly, yeah. for Nick, more importantly, Jacob deGrom is back. I, I know. That's exciting. This you know? this is meaningful. And Nick at 8-7 and seven is now, I, I think he's a dark horse for getting into the playoffs. He has managed to stay with it long enough. He has mm. just, he has had enough luck, enough grind to get to the part where now DeGrom is back. Can DeGrom carry him as, let's be honest, he has carried him in years past? Yeah. I mean, the difference, I guess, is that, you know, Grom, DeGrom always had a little bit of help from this little midget named Jose Altuve. Mm. And he doesn't have that anymore. Altuve is not someone who's going to carry Nick's team, although he does have the mullet master Kevin Gosman now to help him out. And the top three guys on Nick's team this week in points were all pitchers, all sure. old guys, as you point out, mm. that will not be under innings caps, Gosman, mm-hmm. DeGrom, and Verlander. So I like that. Nick's pen, probably a little bit underrated. He's got guys like Taylor Rogers who have been struggling, but are still okay. Uh, new Nick team, Nevada's new dream. Having... New team, new dream yes. for Taylor Rogers. Yeah. He's got Tyler Rogers too, just in case you like we're like, I can switch the names around and get some good production. Here's the other Rogers. We just need fucking Trevor Rogers and we got the court the triplet of Rogers, so nice. And Nick Pavetta, man, he's been weirdly okay. I don't love the bats though. I mean concerned about the bats. The the bats are gonna be a problem. Um yeah. he I mean, Altuve is actually doing better than you think. He really is. Altuve is already a 220-point player. He's putting up right. 2.4 a game. Those are those are really good numbers. That is the yeah. second as uh, in second baseman. It's good. It's just after that, it really falls off pretty hard. It's very yeah. clear where he needs to make the moves in the off season. Well, we, you could you contrast that with Tillo, and it's kind of like the opposite, right? You see Mookie Betts. You see Nick Castellanos, who's coming around. You see Josh Bell, who's having an amazing year. And then you look at the pitching, and you go, man, Frankie Montas, Luis Castillo, Max Scherzer. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Like, down and down we go. Like, mm-hmm. I lied. This might be the best pitching staff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, like, it's good, right? Like, it's good. And unlike Nick, it's de- it's got depth. So... I don't know. Tillo might be my dark horse to like make a splash in the in the postseason in the playoffs. Uh, I, you know, I I think I think Tillo is Tillo is the third place team this year. He will win the third spot. He will take my spot where I have nice. been for all these years now. But he will okay. he will win in the third place game this year, which nets you absolutely nothing. Just so we're all clear, there's you not a fix that, man. there's nothing that ha- if you get third overall as I have now two years in a row, you get sweet dick all nothing. I came third once, or did I come second? I got I got a Garrett Cole jersey, but I think that was from coming second. I lost in the finals, but I thought I came third once and got something like my league fee paid. You should get something. Nothing, right? No, nothing. No league fee, right? Like, come on, come on, league management. <laughs> Get serious here. Come on. What the hell? Well, Get serious. This is not a real league. Let's 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 change this up so that when Tillo gets third this year, he can walk away with something. We'll fix it for Tillo. Yeah, like fix it like, for what's Tillo. An appropriate, what's it yeah, like what's an appropriate prize for third place? Like, come on. Thirty um, seconds here. You gotta think of a third place prize. I I mean I mean when you win the vase, you get the vase. Uh yeah, when you Europa, win, you get I don't know what. What do you get? I mean you get the first pick. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Who cares about that? There's a lot of carryover value for the first for that. Um, yeah. Well, actually, there isn't. You see, because I like what happened last year. I don't remember what, where I finished last year, but I got the second pick somehow, <laughs> and I I didn't even come close to winning Europa. Like I was like either not in Europa at all, or I lost like round one, man. The, and I traded all my picks away like an idiot. That. So 
that. Well, that that's just like every year, Jeremiah. Yeah, but now I own my first round pick because of you, and I'm going to come like fucking 20th. So. <laughs> that's how that's going to go, man. That's how it's going to go. All anyway, right. third place prize. We'll think of something. League management, get on it. This is embarrassing that you guys operate this league. <laughs> anyway. Good stuff. Did we get on. everybody? We, we, we did. We everybody. did. I, I'm confident in that. So, Week 17, flip the page. On we go. We're getting near legality here. All right. Uh, yeah. The week 17. I don't have a matchup of the week, so I'm just going to start with yours. All right. And you're taking on Kaminsky, mm. and you are up big, man. 63.9 to 23.0. Uh, we usually just do predictions on here, but if you got two cents, throw it in. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, to be uh, to be yeah. to be to be clear, I think this is actually a very important matchup for my division. Um, yep. This actually gets me the tiebreaker against Kaminsky. Um, if I win this, it means that I will have enough conference wins such that nobody can beat me in that tiebreaker, which is the next tiebreaker after record. So this is actually a fairly important week for me, personally, if I am going to win this division. I mean, right. it's uh, working out. Yeah. I've put up... I think probably actually currently the top points in the week, which is actually, for what it's worth, the distinction I have never personally had. I have never had the most points in any week. I've been second and third a handful of times, but never the most. So that's what I'm going okay. for. This week, I'm going for tops. I am going to try and outscore the league this week. And I'm sorry, Mike. You're the victim that has to. Re you're on the receiving end of my dream. Necessary sacrifice. Yeah. I, you know what? If you get the most points, I'll make a mental note here to like honor you next week if mm. you're not on the podcast mm. uh, and throw it up there. I I just have one thing to say because I'm picking you to win this matchup for the record, but like Cole Irvin, okay, eight quality starts in a row, eight. Yeah. And the man is only forty four percent owned. I don't understand baseball, man. I don't get it. <laughs> But as long as you're rocking that dude on a two-star week, which you are, mm -hmm. I'm taking you all day. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. We'll see if we can't make it happen. Again, beating the league this week. That's the goal. Yep, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, so you're picking yourself, I assume. I am. But not that we're keeping track at home, as my dogs bark in the background. Enjoy that league. Uh, yeah, so Newton's winning. It's official. Next week, next matchup. Ian and RKR. Ian is up 41.5. RKR 27.2. If anybody knows what RKR is like, it is you. Who do you have? In this one, I have RKR. I do. Okay. I think he's coming out. I think he's going to once again just put up an insane number and he's going to take down Ian who is going to unfortunately be on once again the receiving end of a subpar Shohei Otani week. Okay. Well, I'm not going to like hint at Richard's sexuality like you did. Mm. But I hate like I don't actually hate Richard. He's a great guy. But I hate his team. That guy <laughs> ended a perfect season. I can never pick him in a matchup, man. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I don't care if Otani has one fucking leg. I ain't picking okay. Richard. So, stats it is, man. All right. It's going to be stats, you know? We'll split down the middle. We'll see. Um, surprising matchup of the week so far. This is my, like, upset special because it's just shocking. And that's Jamil taking on Chow. He's up 55.7 to 17.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamil's firing a lot of bullets. I'll give him that. Bieber, Wheeler, they've all gone. But they're on two start weeks. And I think that's enough for him. What do you think? It would not surprise me if Chow came back. Um, but Bieber and Wheeler in two start weeks, that's usually a good recipe for success. And let's be honest. Uh, Jamil's, he's due. He's due for a statement victory. And he kind of needs this so that the, uh, you know, the bowl championship committee will be able to look at him and say, yes, he is worthy. He needs this, I think, to stay in the running for the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying Chow needs to coast, but Chow can coast. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I kind of agree with you. I think, yeah, obviously I picked Jamil, so I do agree with you. But uh, Jamil's going to win. I, he needs this more. He's going to try really hard. He got 10 starts last week. He'll get 9 or 10 this week. He'll win. He'll win. Um, okay. The Podcast Bowl is the next matchup. Mm. Nick, just crushing me right now. 44.5 to 11.4. Mm-hmm. Can't say my team is uh, not performing because this is just how they are. Um those fucking bastards. I I can't pick myself. Like I'm just <laughs> I can't do it, man. Nick is coming down the mountain, broke back mountain, and uh he's gonna win. I, I I have no doubt. So usually at this part of the uh of the podcast, Nick will inevitably pick himself. So I'm gonna play the role of Nick for this. You see? Alright. Uh, his team is, is, is coming off of a bad win. They know that they could have done better, and they need to show themselves that they can do better so they can prove it to themselves. They don't want to look past your team to the next matchup, but that's the situation they're in. They're going to do what they can to make sure that they come out on top this week. Nick has faith in his team. We should all have faith in Nick. Nick is the eternal optimist, and this week is one that it is easy to be optimistic with him. It's Nick by a landslide. That's inspiring, man. I mean, (laughs) you just look at my team, okay? Like, just, Just take a look and just look at that one fucker. Have your bias, okay? Mm. Just just that one piece of shit. Yeah. Okay? We're in the bottom of the ninth here. This man's had four at-bats, and you best believe he struck out in three of them. Why hasn't he struck out in four of them? I don't know. Per, it, it doesn't say he was hit by the pitch here, but that's <laughs> what he deserves. Like, this guy should be dropped. I just, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, I'm going to drop him. Okay. I'm going to fucking drop He's averaging 1.1 points. Do you have someone on the waiver wire that can exceed 1.1 points for you? I mean, we could put me and you on the waiver wire. We might be able to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like maybe if I just stood there and mm. got walked by horrible pitchers, I could atti- I could achieve 1.1 points per game. But anyway, there you go. I we agree on Nick, so that's good. Um, next matchup. Aminorath sub with the best name in the league, 27.8. Yeah. Over fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler, 18.7. Um, like, fuck Chris. I'm, I'm not taking Chris. Yeah, Tillo's the answer here. I do not believe Josh Donaldson is going to score more than the 17.8 points he's already scored this week. Uh, his entire His entire lead is based off of one good game by Josh. I don't see that happening yep. enough to make a difference. Tillo has yep. the better team. This will be Tillo easily. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> like, no way Chris wins. So I, I agree with you. Um, Battle of the Farm Team. Battle of the Affiliates. I don't know. You know what I'm getting at here. I do. The Mad King, 26.0. Moneyballers, 13.7. Does the farm team beat the parent? So, no. Although, if it could happen, this would be the time. Because Ryan, he's not looking at this matchup. He's not. He's looking at the title bout next week against Chow when they meet face-to-face in the regular season. He is looking past this matchup and hoping to rest on his laurels. The problem is his laurels by themselves are probably better than Ash. So <laughs> I you still got to pick Ryan. Ryan with half his team is going to beat Ash. I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if you're in the league when this happened, but there was this, like, Neil McNeil thing that was, like, once brothers, like, now enemies thing. Okay. I don't know if it's been posted on Slack. But, like, if Ash ends Ryan's undefeated season... Are those guys even friends anymore? Ooh. Because that... I wouldn't be friends with my friend if he ended my undefeated season. You just admitted that that, that RKR is a nice guy and that you fucking he's hate nice... him. That you hate yeah, him. A... You'll never he's pick nice him again. I... Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> I, I fucking do hate him. I don't hate him the man. I hate him the team, man. Like, RKR is not getting a Christmas card for me. Wow. Ever. 
Wow. You know, and and if that it's man personal. decided, if that man met me in the finals, I may go to his home and break his electronics so that he can't. No, I, I won't. I wow. Won't, I won't do that. I won't do that. But but RKR the guy <laughs> is awesome. He, he's a nice guy. So I'm a cottage beginning straight. But fuck, I hate his team. Mm. Like, you know. But but Ash and Ryan. Yeah. Ryan might actually just hate Ash. They might not make a trade anymore. No more farm team. Siberia. That'd be a thing. That'd be a thing. Would Would Ryan send Ash a Christmas card after that? I don't know, but like Ash, you need a new friend after this because you're gonna win the matchup. Ooh. Calling it right now. Wow. Uh, you know what? I just I just think, man. Like. Wow. Freddie Peralta's here. On a two-start week, okay. you know Eloy Jimenez is getting hot, and okay. that guy can that guy can carry, man. If he if he gets going, you know Rafael Devers always good. Hell, even Joey fucking Gallo is starting tonight. Call the Lord, man, it's happening. And you know what? Like Dustin May is gonna come. I mean, not this week, but Dustin May is gonna come back eventually. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he got Steven Strasburg. See, I don't even know. Mm. <laughs> like. Whatever, Kikuchi, man, he's trash, but he's gonna get a good start this week. I, it's just poetic justice for all the crap Ash gets in this league for, you know, farming Ryan's roster. It would only be poetic justice, so I gotta go with it. All right, you heard it here first. If it happens, yeah, there it is. It happens. There it is. There it is. You know, and I want some kind of award. Nick's on Slack today calling himself some psychic. I am psychic, sir. Okay. If I predict this matchup correctly. Um, okay, a few more matchups left to go. Squirtle Squad up against the director of the Flex Fox Fantasy mm. Baseball. I don't even know the other acronym. <laughs> go Association. <laughs> yes. 45.6 to 17.9. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to take Aiden, but I don't think I can. I'm I'm of two minds on this. Like all Squirtle Squad's points are from tonight. Basically they got right. a lot of points right here, right now, and most of it is just from, you know, like a, a CJ Cron ridiculous output. He's already yeah. got sixteen points, it's the bottom of the third. Alright? Like it's it's crazy. But I kind of like how I don't know. I I like how Aiden's team is set up for the week. Does that make sense? I think there's it a does. chance. I'm saying okay. there's You're a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Okay. All right. I. You know what? That's not enough for me. I'm gonna go okay. Squirtle Squad. All right. If you want to take your chance? I'm. Your I'm chance. gonna take my chance. I'm gonna take my chance. Okay. I think a okay. two-week Zach Gallon goes a long way to making things happy. I have a problem with Zach Allen, and that is why in his photo is he not wearing glasses? But in every video I ever see of him this year, he's rocking glasses. Jeremiah, this may come as a surprise, but... Um, don't don't give me this. Nope. Contact lenses nope. were invented nope. a long time ago, <laughs> and... Uh, they were not. They, they were, in fact. And, and many people use them to this day, this mar- modern medical marvel. Yeah. yeah. I noticed no, people can't see this, but I noticed you're wearing contacts today. Since I, they're such a marvel. I, I'm I'm wearing my glasses, my blue blocking glasses. Thank you very much. I stare at a computer okay. screen all day. These save my eyes so that I can see my beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters until I am old and grayer than I am now. Okay. Well, you know what? Okay. If you show up in a photo without your fucking glasses, I think you're losing some brain cells too. Ooh. Like this man this man couldn't even get glasses on for his photo. Come on. All Come right. Come on, Zach. Okay? And also, it just makes no sense. He wears glasses while there's projectiles hurtling his way. Like, that's when he decides to throw the, the glasses on. That's when we need the frames, boys. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. So I'm not picking him. Okay. I'm picking Squirtle Squad. Okay, I just saw this matchup. Yeah. And my jaw is, like, kind of yeah. dropping. And, like, and, like, this is why this league's unfair, man. Like, I get, like, 250 dropped on my ass, and this guy has five points this week. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I am referring to the matchup between Garth McInnes and Ben. Garth McInnes, 74.8 points, and Ben, 
5.3. You heard that correctly. It is Tuesday night, 5.3. Um, I really like how Garth's team is set up this week. Two-star Blake Snell, Bo Bichette turning a corner, Randall Grichuk somehow being relevant. Sign me up. I mean, yes, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that Garth McKinnix has one of those teams where any given week he can just put up a point total that doesn't seem to make sense. He's got that kind of a team. It's doing it right now. He is taking advantage of the Randall Grichik silly night. He's taking advantage of Bo Bichette's silly night in a rain delay, which could add some interesting elements to it. Um yeah, this is this is a bit of I if if I were Ben right now, I'd feel a little worried. I would definitely feel worried. That is a big big score to make up. But I think he can do it. Ben is coming back. He's coming back. We're going to see a 70-point deficit erased. Wow. By the Star wow. Boys. Calling it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> can't do it. I can't get behind it. Um, we, we bash this guy for not trading. Mm. But I'm looking at his roster a little bit, and some of the guys he's picked up have been really good. Felix Batista, he just added that guy for free. He's just like, yeah, sure, why not? Orioles closer now, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Hernandez, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, man, yeah. June 19th, he's mine. Guy might be the closer for the Rangers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's situations a mess, but <sighs> too big of a deficit, man. I don't think you drop. I don't think you come back seventy, especially because Ben used a lot of his bullets last week. I think based on how his starts lined up and all that stuff. So, give me Garth McInnes. All right, I'll take Ben. And since there's nobody to split the tie, we're just at an impasse. Yeah. So we'll continue <laughs> on. Um, from the horrible. This is a horrible matchup. It yes. makes me. Vomit in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know you just know. Vomiting in my mouth. This is a future vase matchup. Ugh. It's not even vase worthy, man. They mm. should just, like, honestly, for the vase, if these two teams meet, they should just erase the matchup. Like, they can see it themselves, but I don't want to see it on my scoreboard. Okay. All right. It's a bold yeah. statement. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Tyler fucking Bede, get out of here. Six points. Anyway. Penis, 28.3. I hate saying that. Club <laughs> Atletico deflects. Seven, I, I do. 7.4. I don't even care who wins, man. I, I couldn't give less of a fuck who wins this matchup. That's fair. So in the <laughs> in the championship of zero fucks, I'm going yeah. to go ahead and choose the current top scoring team because I neither team's really that good. So, uh, sure, you've already yeah. got the lead. How do you lose it? If there's a team that can find a way, it might be this one. But I'm still going to stick with it. <laughs> we made the right choice tonight. We chose penis tonight. It's all penis. <laughs> all right. Enough penis for me tonight. All right. Last matchup. Here we go. And I thought the last one was terrible. This one's fucking worse. Shelbyville, Shelby Villains. Graham's probably a nice guy. 23.7 points. Midland Raccoons, what happened to you? 29.4. Yeah. Um, Seiya Suzuki was not the next Otani. That's all I can tell you. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I care who wins, but I like the Raccoons. I've met them in person. Nice guys. Nice guys. So I'm going to go with them, but it's not off anything baseball related. Okay. I'm actually going to pick the Raccoons because of baseball related elements. Um, okay. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is as good as advertised and will be the anchor for this team for a very, very long time. And he's going to have an okay week as well. Um, and at this point in this matchup, an okay week is all you really need. If I'm going to knock this team, they have Stroman. Marcus Stroman is the <laughs> single worst pitcher pitching, period. I don't care what his numbers say. There is no human right. being dumber than Marcus Stroman. Height doesn't measure heart. It turns out it doesn't measure anything but how tall you are, <laughs> you short-ass piece of... Anyway, I hate Marcus Stroman. I'm changing... I hate Marcus Stroman so much, I'm changing my vote. It's Graham now. 
It's nothing but the Shelbyville Shelby villains. That's where I've come to. If you roster wow. Marcus Stroman, I will never pick you. God. This is like Done. RKR level hate. Man. Done. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay, one question one question before we, we let you finish your rant. Marcus Stroman or Brad Hand? <sighs> I'm going to choose Brad Hand. <laughs> Brad Hand is better no than Marcus Stroman, and the reason is this. Oh, he was only a shitty person and player on our team for a short amount of time. We had to suffer through Stroman and his bloody Twitter handle and everything else for years. Yeah, yeah. Years. Well, what's even more disgusting is we drafted the fucker. Out of Duke University, which is just not a place you want to draft pitchers. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know how you top that rant, so I'm just not <laughs> going to. <laughs> I I have no feelings towards Marcus Stroman, mm. period. But mm. I, you know, like, I like Graham. Nice dude, but yeah. Raccoons I met in person, so we're going with them. Okay. Um, I would ask you, normally this is the time of the podcast where I go, hey, well, not me, but Nick. Right. Do you have any final thoughts? But I feel like you just, you, you dropped the mic already. And my, my final thoughts are everything Stroman is wrong. That's my, That's it. That's all there is to it. <sighs> well, then this outro will be very Strowman, but uh, on behalf of Garth, on behalf of myself, good night and good fantasy. <laughs>